talk about sports, video games, and all of the above. But not really. Let's get right into it. First game with the Chargers and the Titans. A very close game. And I've been trying to tell you about the Phillip Rivers and the Chargers looking real strong in the AFC West. Phillip Rivers has always been a baller. If you like... Alright, if you, if you don't know much about Phillip Rivers, you can compare, compare him to like... You can compare him to like Eli Manning, but just... Just no Super Bowl rings like 20 years ago and a much better passer. My bad. We're not supposed to be throwing shade. My bad, but um... Nah. Pretty much compare him to Eli Manning, but just much better throwing down the field. Uh, he's never... I don't know why he's never talked about. I guess because he's never won anything and all people do is just base success off of it. You know what? Never mind. Let me... I'm, I'm rambling. Well, Philip Rivers knew about it. They went... They played the Titans. This was a 9 a.m. game. I believe this was in London. Titans played strong until they missed the extra point that would have tied them and the score 19 to 20. Then with the Vikings taking care of the Jets, the Vikings are a very high-powered offense. I'm saying Kirk Cousins is looking really good this year. Enough good, looking good enough that I'm worried. As a realistic Packers fan, the Jets just take another loss. I mean, it's not like they need it. They're not going to compete for the for uh, playoffs. They can't beat the Patriots. But in the next couple of years, you know, they might be nice. So, what's feel me? High hopes are high in New York. And let's be honest, they're better than the Giants right now. If we're keeping it 100, they're better than the Giants right now. Uh, per, I think Sam Donald's the guy. Jets, don't worry. The Vikings, I need the Vikings to lose a couple more, even though they're not. This would have been... I said easy game for the Eagles, but they blew a 17-point lead going into the fourth quarter against the Carolina Panthers. Panthers, you can never count out the Panthers because their offense is so versatile. Say what you want about Cam Newton, but he still is a, is a what's the word, a monkey wrench or pocket wrench? I'm going to just say wild card. That just sounds better. He's a much so of a wild card when it comes to offense. Him and his running formations there. Christian McCaffrey, he's also very good overall running back out the backfield and just running the ball. Very versatile offense. And Devin Funches has really been coming up as like their number one receiver. He's definitely a better he's definitely better suited for the job than Kelvin Benjamin was. And you remember when Kelvin Benjamin said if he had a decent quarterback he would have better numbers. No oh oh never mind, never mind, never mind. We're not gonna talk about that. Okay, whatever. Moving on. Um, Philly. It's not Carson Wentz's fault. I don't have much to say, but I'm going to say that. Because let's not forget, I believe Carson Wentz threw for like 300 yards this game. So, I wouldn't say it's their fault. Their running game has definitely took a hit. And you can see it. You can see the running game took a hit. They don't have Jared Jai or LeGarrette Blount anymore. They don't have that bruiser. Yeah, Carson Carson Wentz went 30 for 37 for two touchdowns. It's not his fault. I'm not. Come on. Come on. Come on. What are we doing here? Carson Wentz hit the palm. And I told y'all, as soon as he come back, as soon as he brush off that little bit of rust, he's straight. Straighter than 6 o'clock. And he go walk it to him. During the yard game, he had a great game. But like I said, the running game is definitely their, their weak, weak point right now. They can't run the ball to end the game, which means they have to pass the ball. And when you throw incomplete passes at the end of the game, it stops the clock. 
Nothing on the wall. Can't stop the clock. The game is still going. The game isn't over until the clock ends. You can put these two things together and kind of figure out why the Eagles lost. Okay. The Colts beat the Bills 37-5. to That's an odd score. I didn't even know this team played. All I know is Derek Anderson was starting for the Bills, and I guess that's where the five points came from. I mean, gee. Oh, I remember this game now. Okay. Oh, Andrew Luck had, he only had 156 yards, but he had four touchdowns. So, I think it's very safe to say that his presence was felt. Um, Andrew Luck is another player coming off injury who I think is gonna, still going to be good. And you can see it. I'm, I'm just happy to see Andrew Luck back and doing his thing for the Colts. Because Lord knows they need it. Bit of a wacky game we had with the Patriots and the Bears in Chicago. I don't told you about that boy Bisk. Looking back at looking back at that game, he definitely had some missed throws. And I mean that's that's what the Patriots do. They take away your best assets. In this case it'd probably be their gadget plays, their wild plays that they run with their versatile offense. But you know what their weakness is? Deep passes. You know who don't throw deep passes well? Bisk. I felt like he was just over. I felt like he overthrew damn near everybody, and I really watched that game. I felt like he overthrew everyone. He pretty much, and you look at the point, the amount of points they put up. He played like Blake Bortles. He's better than Blake Bortles. He put up a Blake Bortles game, and he's better than that. He's got to nail those deep passes, man. They could have really buried the Patriots. A lot of mistakes on both sides, but you cannot let Tom Brady get back in the game ever. You're pretty, you're setting yourself up for failure. Buccaneers and Browns played actually a really good game in low key, high powered offense. Buccaneers are three and three right now. You know, they were they was playing hard since week one. Even when James came back, I felt like they still got that vers- versatility to them. They still have Mike Evans. They still have Deshaun Jackson. So they still got two big threats. Oh, and OJ Howard too. They have first round draft they got an Alabama last year? Right. So Jameis Winston throws for 365 yards and two picks. You, you gotta throw touchdowns. But picks are not something that's so unfamiliar with Jameis Winston. He's kinda like Donald. He kinda he try he takes chances. And how about those Houston Texans beating the Jacksonville Jaguars who look really questionable now? Going into the season looking extremely strong. Uh, Sean Watson, the baller. And speaking of ballers, can we talk about it for a second? DeAndre Hopkins is really one of the best receivers. If not, he's definitely top five in the league without even arguing. This dude, this dude's catch radius is insane. Insane. Truthfully, as a right, as a. It's hard. Some, personally, I would put him over people like Odell Beckham Jr. and Julio Jones. But at the same time, you it's hard to judge a receiver because you need a competent quarterback. And out of, all the, out of all the receivers that you know and respect, which one of them have a really iffy quarterback? I'm not going to say it. I want you to think about it. Out of the top receivers, which one has the worst quarterback? Okay, so sometimes it's hard to judge receivers on their performances, 
But DeAndre Hopkins is definitely top five, if not number one. Personally, don't get me wrong, don't get it twisted. Antonio Brown's route running is amazing. He doesn't get enough recognition. But Ben Roethlisberger just literally just throws it up to just do it after five seconds in the pocket. It feels like it's like it seems like he runs his route. Two seconds later, he's just running. He throws it up to him, and AB is just so talented that he just gets it. It is very hard to judge, but I think personally, I would pick Hopkins as my best receiver. What other, what other games do we have? Oh, Jag, yeah. Well, I just said that. Jaguars, Jaguars are very spooky. Jaguars look very spooky. Or maybe they don't look spooky. Maybe they're just coming back down to earth. Maybe this is the Jaguars we know. And they've been showing us something different for the last year. I don't know. What do you think? Lions beat them Dolphins. I need the Lions to lose. Packers, the Packers going to need everything they can to win that division. Trust me, I know. The Dolphins, even without Ryan Tannehill, I feel like they have a really versatile offense that they can still get things done. Do I want Brock Osweiler taking the helm? I mean, hell no, but hey, what can you do? Uh, once again, coming up short, they were, what, 3-0 and now they're 4-3? Tough. Tough. Saints beat the Ravens 24-23. This was a very close game. I caught this one. Uh, both both offenses. Maybe, you know, I feel like this game was as advertised. A high-powered offense versus a really high-powered defense. So you definitely, this was a game for me. This was a great game. To see two great. Court, just two great coaches go at it, just trying to play chess with each other. It's just something great to watch. And that guy breathes. Oh, he's a dynamo. He's something else, dude. Mr. 500, Mr. 5000, he's Mr. Record Breaker. He's whatever you want to call him. The dude's an enigma. Meanwhile, we have the Cowboys and the Redskins. Some alts. Listen. This, this game could have several opinions on depending on who you ask. If you ask me, Redskins won. You as a Cowboys fan, they were straight up robbed. Field goals are part of the game. If you don't kick them, well, excuse me, if you don't make them, if you don't make them, you don't make them. And even then, let's, I'm going to just give you a hypothetical. Let's say the Cowboys and the Redskins go into overtime. The only thing you have on your offense is Ezekiel Elliott. You don't have receivers. How are you going to get from the 20 into field goal range? I'm, I, I don't see it, Chief. I don't see it. If anything, like how like how am I supposed to? So Dak Prescott's going to go 80, going to go, all right, just for the sake of run, let's just say he goes 70 yards just in the field goal range. He's going to go 70 yards in field goal range when he's stuffing eight people in the box every play? I don't think so. But, oh, oh, wait, wait, hold on. We got traded. We got, really? Oh, okay, okay. Well, it's just apparent to me that Amari Cooper has been traded to the Cowboys. First of all, a 
a first round pick is too much for Amari Cooper. So they reach there. Second of all, he's not going to turn around their whole offense, their whole team. But let me give you this. Okay, now the Cowboys have a legitimate receiving threat. Okay, cool. Good for them. Pretty sure a lot of teams already have a first receiver threat. And they tend to put the best corner on them. So, essentially, you're some, a, team, a good team can neutralize your main two threats before they even play you. Most teams have a good first. Let me let me explain. Each team usually have usually has one good receiver, so there's always at least one receiver to game plan for for every team. So all the Cowboys really did was just get to where every other team is, because they had no one. And going into the season, their best receiver was Tavon Austin playing out and playing an outside one receiver position. No, fam, stop it. Like we can we just stop it? Look, I'm not here to bash the Cowboys, even though I kind of am. Eh, fuck it, I'll do what I want. Fuck the Cowboys. Then we had the Bengals and the Chiefs. That's, uh, I have no comment. Patrick Mahomes. Not even him, that whole offense is just really, really scary. It's, I, don't, I don't have an answer for him. You look at it, they have a, just a great team. They're about to get Eric Berry back. And their defense is already, like, pretty decent. And I think Justin Houston might come back this year. And if their defense can get things together, they might, even though I don't think they're going to make the Super Bowl, they could, you know, they could do some serious damage. Moving on, we have the Giants and the Falcons. I guess this is my regional game of the week because I'm the closest to the New York Giants because I'm in New Jersey. Even though I'm a Packer fan, so whatever. Um, they just okay. First of all, they keep running into buzzsaw. Their schedule was a setup. Oh my goodness, their schedule was a setup for failure. First of all, they were just they were just not poised to win at any point in time. They've been playing powerhouses for the first seven weeks. And it's just crazy. And, okay. I want to break down this game a little bit. Because I'm not going to sit here and blame Eli Manning the whole time. Because he was actually trying to throw deep. I feel like they made a conscious effort to take deep passes, to take shots. I, uh, the play calling is still in the air. It's good sometimes. It's not so good other times. That's open and debatable. That's cool. The defense, I mean, there's a reason why they, they're tearing that defense apart. That defense is not good, bro. Not good. Not good. Straight up. They can't defend nobody. They can't stop the run. They couldn't stop runs directly up the middle. What does that tell you? If your team can't stop runs directly up the middle, you gotta, something's gotta, you gotta break something. Just can't do it, bro. I think I really think it starts with their defense because their defense keeps allowing points every time they get on the field, and the offense is playing catch up from the first snap of the game. Come on, man. Um, Saqu Saquon Barkley, still Saquon Barkley. He's he's elite already, man. He's elite. I don't even think that's a question. Odell is still elite. He's not the problem. And oh, that's another thing. I I love how. 
he's a diva, he's this, that, and the third. It's only because they're not winning. Because if the Giants were winning, nobody would complain about his antics on the sideline. Nobody would. Uh, but it's okay. I guess you have to be a winner to do that because nobody says anything to Tom Brady. So, whatever. That's just the dynamic of it. You can make it out to something else and, hey, you could, but whatever. That's all we do here at Rational Moon. We talk about sports. His stuff. Parentheses around the word stuff. You know what I mean? segment. Let's go into next week's games and just throw some predictions out there. I'm just going to take hot takes. Let's just roll with it. Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow's Thursday. Dolphins and Texans. Sorry, Dolphins. Y'all taking another L. I think the Texans are going to come out. They might. 28-17, I'll say. Because I think DeAndre Hopkins. De- yeah, excuse me. DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a big game. They're going to have a big game on Thursday. Then you got the. Oh, another 9 30 game. Sweet. We'll probably be up to watch that. Got the Eagles and Jaguars. Two teams that really need to bounce back. Yeah, two teams that really need to bounce back. An elite quarterback versus an elite, well, was elite defense. Uh, I got the Eagles in this one. I think the Eagles. Excuse me. Good old coffee. The Eagles have more to lose. I feel like they kind of have the understanding of how to win. And I think they'll bounce back. I think the Jaguars are going downhill. And when you're going downhill and your last hope is Blake Bortles, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah, what you thought, what you said. Got the Ravens and the Panthers. This is going to be an interesting game of defense. Uh, I'm going to pick the Panthers in this one because of, although the Ravens' defense is stout and very good, the Panthers have a lot of wild cards. And, we, and I love me some wild cards on my, on my, in any situation, I need wild cards. So off that, I'm going to pick the Panthers. Two two good defenses. One has a better offense than the other. If you want to break it down to an all defense type perspective. Broncos versus Chiefs. Why do I feel like they just played? Did the Broncos and the Chiefs just play? Yeah, they just played like two weeks ago. That's odd. That is odd. I picked the Broncos the first time around. I'm going to pick the Broncos again. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Broncos again because I think they're coming together as well. And I feel like the Chiefs have some type of hole to their offense. And I just think no one's figured it out yet. Someone's going to figure it out. Browns versus Steelers. Oh, a rematch in week one. Browns Steelers where they took them to overtime and ended up tying with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, baby, let's go to Browns win this game. Let's go, Baker. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Baker Mayfield is going to bring it home against the Steelers. Let's get it. Sunday, 1 o'clock. In Cleveland. Let's go. Sorry. <laughs> Seahawks and the Lions. Was I supposed to give scores with these? Ah, fucking come on. Seahawks and the Lions. I don't know why. This just isn't an attractive game. Like, you ever, you ever talk to somebody and they say, yeah, I'm about to watch the Seahawks and the Lions. What the, I don't know. That's just, that's just a weird... I don't There's something weird about that. Then we got the Bengals and the Buccaneers. Low-key, this might be a really high-scoring game 
Fucking let me do like 37, 33 or something. Watch. What else we got today? Sun Sunday, 1 o'clock. Jets and the Bears. Ooh, that's actually... I think that'll actually be a good game. Personally, I think they're... The Bears, I think they're going to really come at Sam Donald heavily. I think they're going to blitz him a lot. Sam Donald's going to have to get real acquainted with Khalil Mack. And that's not going to be fun. I think the Bears are win that one. Redskins and Giants, 1 o'clock. I really... I don't hate to say it because I don't really care about the Giants. But I hate to say it, but the Giants might lose again. I don't see them beating Washington. I'm sorry. Personally, I really don't. Colts and the Raiders, or what's left of the Raiders, whatever that is, I'm going to pick the Colts. Listen, the Raiders, I don't know what the, the Raiders don't got it. I don't know what they're doing, but they don't got it, bro. The Raiders. This guy, John Gruden, he's just buying himself time. This guy's drafted. He's good. He's good where he's at, but this team looks like it's about to be decimated. 49ers and the Cardinals. C.J. Beathard has done the best he could as a backup to Jimmy G. And Josh Rosen is struggling in his first year, trying his best to learn the offense and get through the season. I'm going to pick, you know, pick Arizona. Got hopes for Josh Rosen. I think he's decent. And unfortunately, at 425, the Packers play the Rams. Listen, as a Packers fan, I'll be the first one to tell you this. I think the Packers' defense is going to get ripped apart. And I'm really not looking forward to it. And I'm not just trying to bash them. Like, oh, our defense is horrible. It's like, bro, y'all not good. What do you want me to say? I'm not going to sugarcoat this. We, we, we are, we, okay, so the Packers, the Packers struggle to stop C.J. Beathard. What do you think Jared Goff is going to do to them? Or Matt, or the, what is his name? Matt Breida, not Matt Breida. Adrian Peterson, I think, ran for 120, 130 yards on the Packers a couple weeks ago. What is Todd Gurley about to do? Bro, this is like, this is low-key a nightmare. Like, bro, we are not ready to play them. If we played them like week 15, we'd be alright. But, bro, that's a buzzsaw game. It's looking bad, man. Moving on, Saints and the Vikings. Saints are like my undercover second favorite team. So you already know, Big Breezes, I know. You know, they're finna take that dub. Um, for I mean, realistically though, this is gonna be a really good game. Kurt, the duel of Kurt Cousins and Drew Brees. The last time they played they was the Redskins and the Saints when Cousins was still on the Redskins. It was actually a really good game. I still remember that game. That was a really good game. And expect this to be something similar. I think it's going to be a good game. Patriots and the Bills. We, we, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> come on, come I mean, come on. Like, can we, can we just, can we, can we stop sitting here and act like Tom Brady doesn't have to go through three garbage ass teams for the past seven years? Can we just chill for a second? Like, I won't, like, like, come on, bro. You got the Bills and the Jets and the Dolphins in your division. Like, how does that happen? How does that happen? 
and now we got this this and now we have this anyway you you already know what's gonna happen especially if they've got Derek Anderson starting quarterback I don't I don't know what you're gonna do Patriots I mean, the Patriots can lose, but don't give me. But credit to them, they've played well. They've been coached well. They've been coached very well to win games against great teams. I'm just saying, their division is straight garbage, my guy. Like, let's not sit here and act like, like people say what you want. Oh, you have six rings. Rodgers never had six rings. Yeah, Baron Rodgers never played against the Bills, the Dolphins, and the fucking Jets six times out of the year. Whatever. So whatever. Here's what I say. It's just a podcast that people, for some odd reason, listen to. But hey, I'm with y'all. Uh, nothing much for me. Playing Black Ops Four. That game was very hit or miss. They've been working. No, they they've been messing with the latency a lot in the connection. The connection is sometimes very good, but sometimes it's fucking unplayable. Like, it's horrible. And this is exactly what I was trying to tell people years ago when I said their shit servers are horrible and people buy the same game every year. You know what? Never mind. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not even going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Moving on. I started Jack 3. I don't know why I started Jack 3 when Red Dead comes out, like, tomorrow. Um, I guess one thing I'll say about that, the driving is a lot more pleasant, because in Jack 2, the tri- the driving in that game is horrendous. Horrendous. So, in Jack 3, you have to drive a lot more. It's kind of fun, actually, like the little races, you gotta drive around the wasteland. I didn't think I would have that much fun driving in Jack. I don't know, well, I don't know why, but shit's fun. Did I start anything else? Nah. Alright. I'd low-key want to play Persona 5 again. But the problem with playing Persona 5 is that game is 100 goddamn hours. And don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed those 120 hours. But that's a lot of goddamn hours just to say, oh, I'm going to hop back into it. I don't know, I got to do some fucking life evaluations or something. That's a lot to ask for. And Red Dead comes out. In about a day or two, so that's going to take over my life for the next week. So if you don't hear a podcast next week, you have been warned. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to put out the energy now. All right, I'm going to wrap this up here. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy my book. It's about a gripping, that's a gripping action-packed short novel about a young shinobi on a quest to face his past and battle the dark forces within himself. It is Stormcry, now available on the phone, Amazon, and Kindle, written by yours truly. You can also follow me at Grandmaster Rash for any updates, and if you just want to see me shit talk or do whatever, play games or whatever, you can find it there at Grandmaster Rash. Alright, thank you. This is the Rash in the Morning, and good evening to you. Another thing I want to touch on real quick, this brawl with Chris Paul and Ray John Rondo. First off, that dude, he spit on him straight up. Like, that that ain't right, bro. Where I'm from, you don't never, ever do that. Like, he straight up spit on him. Like, like yo, low-key, the NBA needed that. I needed a fight to watch.
something to deter me away from the Lakers going 0-3 low-key. But that ain't the point. I think, just like the last year's Cavs team, any time the men and mesh together. I just hope Luke Walt doesn't get fired because they lose, they're losing. Like, coaches get, like, they automatically get the blame halfway through a season. Coach gets fired, and then everyone wonders why that team doesn't end up being good despite all the talent they have. Like, bro, what uh, uh, the stability? Everything starts at the head coach. Stability starts at the head coach position. So to fire Luke Walton this early in the season, just because they lost a few games, like you, you can't do that. That's not how you maintain stability. Same situation with. Hugh Jackson in Cleveland, like, I really don't think they should fire him, even if they lose a bunch of games this year. Like, you go for, you went from zero games last year, and you already got two. I predict them to go six and ten. But let's just, for the sake of our, let's just say they win four or five games. You went from zero to five out of 16. Do you really deserve to be fired? And plus, where are these great coaches just coming out of that you can just fire coaches after such a little progress? And you could just replace them. Can someone show me? Because I don't know where all these coaches are coming from. Look, point being, you gotta you gotta let these things roll. Same thing with Pat Shermer, trading Damon Harrison and Eli Apple. They're obviously clearing house. The thing about the Giants that confuses me. Is the beginning of the beginning of the season they made it seem like they were still trying to fight for the playoffs, still try to get in the playoffs. And now it seems like they're just trying to clean house. Now the only thing I can think of is scheme fits. Maybe Damon Harrison doesn't fit in the scheme anymore. Because it's a new GM and new coordinator, I think. And same thing with Apple, he might not fit. Even though I thought Eli Apple was playing kind of solid this year. It is what it is, dog. Uh, yeah, shit's wild. Back to the Chris Paul thing. Just, you, there's no need, there's never a situation where you need to spit on somebody on a basketball court. Like, come on, bro. What are you doing? And he claims that Chris Paul is a really bad dude and not a good teammate. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's not like I play basketball to tell you that. But, point being... We needed a fight in the NBA, and that shit was excellent. And just for everyone to avoid the speculation, Chris Paul landed like two shots on him. So they was out here throwing big hands. <laughs> but why did why did Brandon Ingram come in and try and sock somebody though? He tried to steal somebody's soul, throwing a uh, cheap shot like that. Like this is the NBA, you can't be throwing uh, kill shots like that. What are we doing? Oh, speaking of kill shots, by the way, MGK lost in Eminem 1. Just saying. But this is just an extra segment in Rash in the Morning. Hey, quick interruption here. You like my podcast? You like hearing me ramble? But you kind of get tired of me hearing me ramble? See, you don't have to because podcasts aren't the only thing I do. I don't just have quick hot takes, sporadic thoughts. I write novels, which are well-thought-out, concise wording. And me in particular, I like to put that with a plethora of action and fighting scenes.
with plenty of action and shit talking. Because what's a good fight without shit talking? My latest book is about the journey of Zimrachi, plunged into the dark underworld of the land of storms, facing the darkness of his brother tragically being cut down in the midst of his life. He leaves his homeland, facing the cruel world of the land of storms, as he searches for the flame for combat he once had. Alone, he walks his journey until one day the Contessa appeared, offering him the opportunity of a lifetime. He was given a chance for the justice him or his family was never given. And now the ugly truth, the ugly truths of the world, he can uncover and regulate himself. Before Zenrachi and Katessa became sworn enemies, would they lose, lose themselves dancing along the edge of sanity? In the midst of dark truths, will they find the truth about themselves? The secrets of a fragmented past that's now created a downpour of chaos? Reign of the Fallen is my second novel, the sequel to the first, Stormcry, a part of a series that I call the Storm Series. The third and conclusion of it is coming soon, but you could pick up the second one and first one on Amazon and Kindle. I'm really proud of this second one. I really enjoyed writing it. I think you will too. Um, double the length of the first one. I really tried to expand upon the world and the characters that I created myself. I wouldn't. Cons it's definitely action adventure and fantasy, but I consider it mythology also. Except there's no mythology. It's not based off of mythology. It's one that I created on my own. And I think it's something that will take time to uncover, but I think it'll be really interesting. So like I said, Amazon and Kindle, another option if you don't feel like hearing me talking for another 20 minutes. So why not go check it out? Until we meet again, this is Rash. I'll check you later.